We are so glad you decided to join us today for our Compelled podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you. We would love for you to message us on social media and connect through our website at compelled316.com. Now let's get started. Bob Morrison is here to get us thinking about what it means to live a compelled life. Oh man, I hope you've been having the kind of week that I've had. It's been awesome. I've been traveling a lot, probably did, you know, close to a thousand miles. Did some time down in uh, Fort Myers Beach trying to help out a little bit and drink in all of the good things that are going on in that disaster. Man, it's crazy bad down there. I don't know if you've ever been to help in a disaster, but uh, man, I recommend it. Get out there, just try to show up and, and do some good for people. Don't overthink it. Don't tell yourself you don't have the talent to do it because you do. So anyway, I want to talk about Wayne's World. It's an old movie. Wayne's World, there's a couple of them, but the original Wayne's World uh, was one of those that just made us all laugh. <laughs> there, yeah, there's some crazy bad stuff in it, but Wayne's World was uh, iconic for its time. And there's a scene where Wayne and Garth uh, are getting backstage passes. And today's episode, this podcast is actually called Backstage Passes. And in the, this clip in the uh, movie, Wayne and Garth uh, go walking up to this backstage where uh, everybody is wanting to get in to go hang out with the band, Aerosmith, I think. And when you have a backstage pass, it um, basically gives you VIP treatment. You can go anywhere back there. The backstage passes that I've had, um, you could just walk around back there, sit down with some rock star and say, hey, what's going on? You know, sit there and ask them questions, talk to them, take a selfie with them if they let you. Um, you know, it was just really cool because you wanted to be back there uh, to rub elbows with uh, these famous people. And Wayne and Garth look at it as, you know, this is, uh, they want to go back there because for them in their rock and roll world, uh, people like Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, these are the rock and roll gods. These are iconic people to them that they would say, I need to be in their presence. So anyway, they get their backstage pass. And as they show up there where the security guys are at, they're like holding the pass out. They're not being cool about it. They're not just walking by, sup, and walking on by, going on backstage. No, no, they got to hold it up into the face of every single person. Hey, I got my backstage pass. Here's my backstage pass. Hey, did you notice I have a backstage pass? Here's my backstage pass. I'm going on by you now. Oh, and here's my backstage pass. So there's this moment where they uh, are just really rubbing everybody's nose in the fact that they have a backstage pass. And I'm thinking, how does that apply to us and what we do in terms of being a Jesus follower. We have the same mentality for going to church. See, a lot of us, we want to tell people, hey, I'm a Christian. Uh, here's a Jesus fish on the back of my car. Did you see the Jesus fish? Oh, I got a Jesus fish. Or, oh, I, I have a personalized license plate that tells people I'm a Christian. Um, or maybe or there's this uh, t-shirt that you wear all the time that's got some really catchy phrase that's telling people you're a Christian in one way or another. But we go to church on Sunday, most of us on Sunday, whatever day you go to church, I don't care. 
Um, we go to church and we use that as our backstage pass. We want to tell people, hey, yeah, I went to church Sunday. Sorry, I couldn't be there. I went to church. Yeah, I was at church. Were you at church? I was at church. And it's sort of like we want to get some kind of special recognition for the fact that we went to church. Do you feel me? You know, it's not that we went to church to spend time in worshiping God or hearing a message that says, uh, you know, something in the Word of God that maybe I didn't understand before, maybe I needed to hear, maybe it directs the way I'm going to do my week. We sometimes lose all of that just to tell people, yeah, I was at church. I mean, you ever notice that? It's like uh, there's Christian conferences and it's always some awesome music playing there. It'll be like you know, Chris Tomlin, David Crowder, somebody like that. And everybody goes, oh yeah, man, I, I went to that. Yeah, I was there too. Yeah, I was there. Did you check? Woo, Crowder, he was awesome. You know, and we, we want to basically have a shirt that says, I was there. And we kind of do that with just our day-to-day -day walk. We just want to tell people we were there we don't really want to be who Jesus called us to be. And I think this is the, the turnoff point. This is the fork in the road for all of us. I mean, you can go to a hundred conferences a year. You can go to church 52 Sundays a year. But if you don't treat people different and you don't live your life different, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? It's like, why walk around carrying the backstage pass? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me or to a lot of us that are trying to go out there and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Your biggest moment as a Jesus follower is not what occurs inside the building. It's what occurs after you leave. Where you go and how you interact with people is way more a reflection of you being a follower of Jesus, a quote, Christian, than what you do inside those four walls. I was noticing, I was overseas uh, in Belgium with a friend and we were walking around and I was noticing all these massive, very showy churches, fancy to say the least. And you go inside them and they're just empty. They're like these empty shells. And I was like, where's, where's everybody at? Where's the, where is the group of people who can match the immensity and the showiness of this building? And they're just not there. And he said, a lot of these churches are closed. Uh, they have no congregation anymore. They don't have a bunch of people going there anymore. And it's like church itself has died off. And all that's left is these empty buildings. And I'm thinking, man, how sad is that? But the reality is it's happening in America. I read that something crazy like 3,000 churches close every year in America. And I think the number's bigger than that now. But at the time, that's what it was. 3,000 churches closing. And part of that is because we as humans, we're pretty prideful. We want what we want and we want a particular kind of feeling when we go to church. We want to go to church 
We want to walk in. We want to get handed uh, the bulletin. Uh, we want to hear some awesome music playing, and we want to go over and grab a coffee and a donut, maybe a latte, and we want to comment to someone on, hey, nice shoes, or ooh, is that a new shirt? Or she says, hey, I just got distressed. What do you think? You know, it, it's about showing each other this fanciness of ourselves and going up to the altar is something that uh, used to mean something. It used to mean, God, I'm broken and I need this time with you to just say, help me. Or God, I, I have some friend that really needs things that only you can bring, God. And so you would go to the altar for that. And now it's kind of like, I've been to churches where it's almost like a show. People go, oh yeah, I saw you up at the altar. Yeah, I went up there too, man. And I was there last week. And it's more about, um, it, it turns into some kind of a theatrical show. And that was never what it was intended to be. I think there's a reason that when you really dig deep and you look to see what Jesus did when he got everybody together, the thing that's missing is four walls and a roof. He typically didn't do that. He was not impressed with the religious people of the times. In fact, he was pretty put out by them. And ultimately, they're the ones who had him killed. You know, he was different because he put his faith into action. He went out into the world and said, I'm going to go be who God's calling me to be. And he just transferred that to us and says, now I want you to go out and be who I've called you to be. But for some reason, there's a disconnect. Like we say, oh man, if I go to church on Sunday, I'm good. I can just tell everybody, hey, I saw you at church, or hey, I went to church, or oh yeah, here's my, here's my backstage pass, I was there. And then we go back on Monday morning to our job or to our life, to our relationship, and we talk like everybody else. We act like everybody else. We're greedy like everybody else. We're uh, angry or pride-filled or lust-filled or whatever it is. We just drop it like, oh yeah, I, I, my backstage pass, yeah. I took it off and I just hung it on the bedpost or it's hanging up in, in my room at home in the man cave. It's like we say, yeah, I'm a Christian for right now, for this hour, I'm all yours, God. I'm gonna knock it out of the park. I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna raise my hands. I'm gonna cheer on shout out the name of Jesus but then comes Monday I'm going back to who I was because it's more comfortable it's easier doesn't require as much dedication you know and I, I think that's where we're missing out he actually says to us what you do around others is going to look different now if Jesus knows it's going to look different he even goes on to say People are probably going to make fun of you because you're not going to try to be like everyone else. I watch it over and over with people when there's conflict. People tell me, yeah, but I want to get what's mine. I want to get revenge. I want to make them pay. Um, none of that is of God. I want you to know that. Uh, in fact, I'm going to probably step on toes here, but it's okay because it is what it is. Uh, when you get to the point where you say, I got to sue somebody and go get a lawyer and sue somebody. I almost did that one time. I went to a lawyer and I said, Hey, I want to, I want to sue somebody that, that owes me money. 
He said, okay. And he reaches under his desk and he pulls out a Bible. I'm thinking, what kind of lawyer we got here? He opens the Bible. He finds the passage and reads it to me that essentially says that a follower of God, follower of Jesus would not be someone who would try to sue someone. And he just sits there at that moment. He's just telling me he's not, he's not trying to put his opinion on it. He's not trying to put his, uh, version of it. He just says, this is what it says. And I just want you to be aware of that. And so as I'm sitting there chewing on it for a minute, I said, you know what? You're right. I forgot who I'm supposed to be. And this is not about me getting money from somebody. This is not about me making somebody pay. This is about me being the bigger man. Bible says if they take your shirt, give them your jacket too. If they hit you, turn your cheek. You know, the idea is not to fight someone and be angry and vengeful and try to get more out of it. Your sole purpose in this life is to be more like Jesus and less like yourself. And the only way to do that is to be different than the rest of the world around you. You got to do more than just take the backstage pass on Sunday. You got to be willing to say, I'm going to rise above this. I'm going to reflect Jesus every day. I'm going to do my best when I interact with somebody, whether it's fighting for a parking spot at Walmart, whether it's having a major disagreement with your partner or your children or your parents. Maybe it's just that you haven't figured it all out and you just want to turn back to what you're comfortable with, which is being right and arguing and throwing out hateful words and saying vengeful things. You got to get past that. You got to grow out of that. If we're ever going to be who Jesus called us to be, we got to quit acting like non-Jesus. We got to put the backstage pass away. I know it's not easy. I see it over and over in so many different places. Sometimes it's all I can do to just go out in public because everybody's full of greed and hate and anger. And the worst thing that we can do is to go get advice from people who are not true followers of Jesus. You know, that lawyer, he could have just said, yeah, man, let's stick it to him. I gotcha. Let's go in there and let's just make him look horrible and we're going to get your money. But thank goodness he put his backstage pass away and says, yeah, I'm still a Christian, even though it's Monday morning and I'm a lawyer. I'm so thankful for that moment. It taught me a lot. There's so much more to this life than being right and hurting people along the way. Someone once said to me in a situation where I was trying to advise them and I said, don't do this. Please don't do this. And they said, yeah, but my paperwork says I can. And I said, just because your paperwork says you can hurt someone doesn't mean you should. So when you're out in this life doing it, trying to be the best you can, I want you to keep yourself in check. Ask yourself, am I just am I just doing the Sunday thing to have a backstage pass to just claim Jesus on that day? 
or am I reflecting him in my Monday through Saturday as well? I want you to be out there and be good to people and be kind. And I'm hoping enough of us will do that, that pretty soon we'll encounter them and they'll be good and kind to us. It's not what this world's about, but it's what Jesus was about. And that's what I'm hoping you and I can be about. Hang up your backstage pass. Go all in. Hey, this is Bob Morrison. I'll see you somewhere out there. We are truly thankful you chose to spend some time with us here at Compelled. If you enjoyed today's message, we encourage you to like it, share it on social media, and check out our website, compelled316.com. God bless you, and we hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you somewhere out there.